And a very good Friday evening, afternoon, everyone, morning, whatever it is, the Older Pain Podcast. Joe Benigno on the Older Pain Podcast. It is Friday. It is October the 28th, 2022, and the Joe Benigno Older Pain Podcast is brought to you by DraftKings, by Anita Discount Tire, and of course, our good friends at the Hackensack Brewing Company. Okay, Jet fans, the day of reckoning is here. It is time now for our franchise, which has showed so much improvement this year, five and two now, four straight wins, undefeated on the road. Zach Wilson, four and zero as a starter this year. It is time to lay the wood to the team that has beaten us down for years, the team that has beaten us 12 consecutive times, the team that embarrassed us last year in Foxborough, putting 54 on us again, a 54-13 thrashing. The team that called that game their homecoming game as they Richard Seymour was put in their ring of honor. They asked Richard Seymour, Richard, what game do you want us to put us in your ring of honor uh, up here with the Pats? And Richard said, well, of course, the Jet game, the homecoming game, the homecoming game. 54-13 last year. Not only that, but the embarrassment that the Jets at 5-2 and two and playing at home against a crummy Patriot team that's 3-4 and four and just got whacked by the Chicago Bears at home that the Jets are underdogs in this game. Two and a half, one and a half, whatever it is. They're underdogs to the Patriots in this game. A Patriot team, as I said, that just got destroyed by the Chicago Bears at home in Foxborough on Monday night. A team that's having all kinds of quarterback problems. Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi. Looks like Mac Jones is going to at least start this game. He started the big game, too. And uh, that didn't last long after he threw a pick and they went to Zappi. They immediately scored a couple touchdowns, but that was the end of it for Zappi and the Pats. As, as I said, they got killed 33-14 by the Bears. So, so not only the complete beatdown over the last seven years or how many years it is, 2015, the last time the Jets beat the Patriots. And by the way, this game coming up Sunday is probably the biggest game the Jets will play at home since that overtime win over the Pats in 2015 when Todd Bowles was the head coach and Ryan Fitzpatrick was the quarterback and, and, and Eric Decker caught the game-winning touchdown pass in OT and Brandon Marshall was there and all those guys. By the way, how's Todd Bowles doing now coaching the Bucks? who've lost three in a row. They're sitting there at three and, a f- three and five after losing last night to the Ravens. That Bulls, he's a hell of a head coach. Anyway, with that said, that's the last time the Jets beat New England. They've lost 12 consecutive times to them. They got embarrassed in Foxborough last year as Belichick ran up the score. They're being totally disrespected by being underdogs to the, a three and four Pats team at home. It is time to lay the wood to New England. There's no more excuses. If not now, when? If you want me and every other Jet fan to believe that this team now has really turned the corner and is on its way to making a big playoff run this year, well, you have to beat New England on Sunday. There is no other way about it. Because a win over New England sets up everything for the rest of the year. It puts the Jets at 6-2 and on a a crazy five-game winning streak and sets it up for next week in what will be a first-place showdown, think about this, in the AFC East against the Buffalo Bills. A Bills team that's right now sitting at 5-1, and one, 
coming off their bye, and they're going to have basically another bye because they play the absolutely terrible Green Bay Packers on Sunday night in Buffalo, which a game that to me has all the earmarks of an absolute Buffalo stampede against Green Bay. So a win against New England here puts the Jets in that kind of a situation. Can you imagine what MetLife, well, it's going to be crazy Sunday, but what it'll be next week if the Jets win Sunday and are sitting there at 6-2 and two playing a Buffalo team who's 6-1 and one with a chance to take the division lead over going into the bye. Are you kidding me? That's how monumental this football game is. The Jets cannot lose to the 3-4 and four crummy New England Patriots. And I understand Belichick's still there. You know, there's no disputing the greatness of Belichick. And, you know, as they always say, you know, uh, he can make uh, whatever. Uh, he can make chicken soup out of chicken shit. Let's be honest. <laughs> we know that with Bill. But all that's left for the Patriots now is something that Kurt Schilling said years ago about the Yankees as the Red Sox were finally getting ready <clears throat> to end the curse of the Bambino back in 2004. He said all that's left of the Yankees is aura and mystique. And that's really all that's left of the Patriots, aura and mystique. This is not the Patriot team that went to nine Super Bowls and won six. This is not the Patriot team of Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski and Julian Edelman and Teddy Bruschi and Richard Seymour and Mike Vrabel, and we can go right on down the line. This is not that team anymore. It's time now for the Jets to lay the wood to New England. There is no excuse. And a loss to the Patriots here will, will basically put the Jets three steps back for all the good they've done. And I understand the injury to Brees Hall. Believe me, it's painful. You look at a guy that looks like he's a, a Hall of Fame freaking running back, and, <clears throat> and he's out for the year with the ACL. The injury to AVT, Elijah Vera Tucker, obviously huge. But the Jets have to overcome that. Thank God the defense is intact. How good is this Jet defense? It is time after they were embarrassed last year to lay it, lay it, lay it. <laughs> Beat the shit out of New England. I want blood. Now the Jets, for some reason, are wearing these stupid black uniforms on Sunday. They've been red hot wearing the white, white tops with the black pants. They've been winning. So let's change that. And our esteemed owner, who should be down giving a goddamn speech to his team with all the embarrassment over the years against New England, Woody, aren't you tired of getting the shit beat out of you by the Patriots? Maybe you should come down and say something to your team instead of worrying about, hey, well, it's Halloween, so we got to wear black uniforms. I heard Bart Scott say this yesterday on SNY, and Bart's right. And he's saying basically what I said, talking about that 54-point beatdown last year, okay? If you're going to wear black uniforms, you know, if you're going to look like a badass in black uniforms, then you better play like a damn badass in those black uniforms on Sunday and have a beatdown. I'll be at the game Sunday with my good buddy Tommy Keenan, and it's going to be crazy at MetLife. We're waiting a long time for a game like this. We're waiting a long time to get our revenge against this franchise which has pissed on us for the last 22 years. Pissed and shit on us for the last 22 goddamn years, okay? I've had enough. Every Jet fan has had enough. It's time now for this team. 
They're a better team. I mean, the Jets are flat out the better team. Even without Hall and Vera Tucker, they're the better team. And it's time to show how much better they are. The defense, which I think is has a chance, is playing right now anyway, anyway like the best defense the Jets have ever had. Two weeks in a row, the Jets have had the defensive player of the year in the AFC. Quinn and Williams two weeks ago against Green Bay, the incomparable Sauce Gardner last week uh, as the uh, the Jets had that great win in Denver, that gut out of a win in Denver against the Broncos. Sauce was great. How good is this Jet defense? How good is the secondary? This is the best secondary I've ever seen the Jets have. And all due respect to Darrell Revis and, War- and uh, Warren Cromartie. All due respect to Darrell Revis and Antonio Cromartie. Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed may be the best combination of cornerbacks they've ever had. They're unbelievable. You throw in LaMarcus Joyner, Jordan Whitehead at safety. You throw in Michael Carter and, and, and Eccles as the, uh, you know, the backup defensive backs. And that's a hell of a secondary. Not to mention the defensive line, this loaded defensive line with Quinn and Williams, John Franklin Myers, Carl Lawson, Sheldon Rankins, Michael Clemens, Nathan Shepard, go right on down the line, Vin Curry, all of these guys that all of a sudden make up a very, very good and very deep defensive line. This, the linebackers with Quincy Williams flying around and C.J. Mosley playing like he did in Baltimore and Quan Alexander, who was a great addition from the 49ers. No, I'm punting. No, no. This defense has to has to lay the wood to Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi, or whoever the hell is playing quarterback for New England. It is time now. It is time to exercise all the demons against the Patriots. All of them. 12 straight losses, all the beatdowns over all the years. It is time now. Aura and Mystique. And I know Bill's still left on the sidelines, but that's really all that's left in New England. Aura and freaking mystique. The, the quarterback, the, t- the offense cannot turn the ball over. Certainly the quarterback can't. He's gone three consecutive games without turning the football over. The Jets have. When's the last time you can make that statement, Jet fans? Three straight games without a turnover. Oh, and by the way, they won every one. No surprise there. Continue to run the ball. I want to see the new addition, James Robinson. I thought a great job by Joe Douglas. Wasted no time after the injury to Brees to go out and get a guy like Robinson, who uh, really, uh, not that he fell out of favor in Jacksonville, but has basically been replaced by Travis Etienne as the number one running back there. So he was expendable. He's only 24 years old. He was a 1,000-yard rusher a couple years ago. He's a solid player. And you'll have a little three-headed monster running the football with Michael Carter, Ty Johnson, and now James Robinson. And the AVT injury is big, but there's there's depth at tackle, especially if George Fant is now. I don't know if he's playing this week. I know he was el- eligible to come off the IR. We'll see. The other kid, I keep again, I can't remember. Can't I, I never could say his name. Number seventy-eight played pretty good last week after AVT went down. But they got to continue to run the football, and I want to see something. You know, Elijah Moore is back. All right. He's back after a week hiatus, after he was crying to be traded after the Packer game because he wasn't getting any balls thrown to him. I want to see Elijah Moore step up, get open, and make some big plays in this game. Same for Garrett Wilson. Same for the tight ends. And even Denzel Mims because it looks like Corey Davis is going to be out again this week. Maybe Denzel Mims actually does something instead instead of committing the usual uh, offensive pass interference penalty he always does. 
It's time for these guys to step up, play clean football, and lay the wood to an inferior New England team. A desperate New England team as well. Because they're sitting there at three and four, and another loss is just about putting them out in the AFC East. And it's time, right, as my wife cries about it. And it's time for the Jets to put them out, to stop them, to destroy them, to beat the freaking shit out of them. I want blood in this game. Blood. I want to see Belichick with that Maalox moment, that look of indigestion, okay? And I'll tell you this, too. If the Jets get the opportunity in this game, don't Robert Sala, don't hesitate to run the damn score up on him. Whatever you got to do. You're up by four touchdowns with two minutes to go, throw a freaking bomb. Whatever, whatever, whatever. It's time now. We've had enough. We've lost enough to them. 12 straight losses. 22 years of inferiority to the New England Patriots. It ends on Sunday. It better end on Sunday. Because if they lose this game, then they have taken three steps backwards, all right, and puts them in a situation where you got this game against Buffalo next week, and you could wind up going into the bye at five and four instead of being six and two and playing for the division lead next week in a game that really would be an unbelievably house money game for the Jets as they head to the bye. They have to win this game Sunday. Have to win. There's no other way. Winning is the only way on Sunday against Aura and Mystique, what's left of the New England Patriots. All right. Sorry for all the swearing, but I have to when you're talking about the Pats. All right. Beningo in the Oda Payne podcast. going to do my NFL picks when I've been red hot as uh, we move into uh, week number eight in the ever-fast-moving National Football League season. But – Let's get our picks in here first. Uh, let's get our picks. Let's get our, uh, our sponsors in here first. DraftKings, of course. Want to thank everybody at DraftKings. Continue to do a, tr- a tremendous job. We really appreciate all you're doing for us. Uh, you want to bet anything. You want to bet the NFL. You want to bet the NBA. You want to bet college football. You want to bet the World Series coming up. The Astros and Phillies. I can't believe the Phillies are in the freaking World Series. The Astros and Phillies. Getting together tonight, game one of the World Series. I guess it's Verlander against Zach Wheeler, you know. And by the way, let me say this too. Memo to uh, some of the people over at SNY, okay? Andrew McCarron, him specifically. (laughs) There is no Met fan that is rooting for the goddamn Philadelphia Phillies to win this World Series. You tell me what Met fan wants to see Zach Wheeler, okay, who they should have never let go, thanks to Will Ponce for that one again. Zach Wheeler and Noah Syndergaard. Pitching in the World Series for the Philadelphia Phillies. Hey, Andrew, what Met fan wants to see that? <clears throat> okay? Yeah, you tell me one Met fan that's not rooting for the Houston Astros in this series. I don't think that's possible. Okay? There is no Met fan that wants to see the Phillies, who the Mets uh, beat 14 out of 19 times this year, who the Mets finished 13 games ahead of in the damn standings, winning the World Series. There is nobody, all right? Just memo to McCarron and all those wonderful sports for baseball riders, specifically. Anyway, <laughs> DraftKings, let's get back to that. Again, I want to thank them. You want to bet the NFL, the NBA, the World Series, whatever, college football, DraftKings is the only way to go. Again, we thank them 
for sponsoring the show for another year. And, of course, the Hackensack Brewing Company, my good buddy Mike Jones, he's pumped up. His Raiders won a game last week. This week, Jones goes up against my son's team as the Raiders play Johnny's Saints in New Orleans this week, a battle of two teams. Well, the Raiders are 2-4, and four, the, the Saints are 2-5. and five. But right now, if you're in the NFC South, I mean, you know, right now, the 3-4 and four Atlanta Falcons are actually in first place right now after uh, the Bucks lost again last night to uh, the Ravens as they sit at three and five. So uh, you could be a six-win team and win that division. But anyway, so Jones's Raiders against Johnny's Saints in New Orleans this week. But going back, getting back to the Hackensack Brewing Company, you know the deal. <clears throat> we'll be doing another another podcast probably sometime in November. <clears throat> I'm having a hard time talking today. I'm so fired up about the Jets. Anyway, I can't talk. I did sing earlier if you want to check that out. Probably not. But the Hackensack Brewing Company, located 10 minutes off the GW Bridge, uh, 30 seconds off Route 4, and beautiful Hackensack. Who needs a house out in Hackensack? But whatever. <laughs> you know the deal. The tap room's open from 4.30 to 10 Monday through Friday, 2 to 10 Saturday, 12 to 8 Sunday, 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack, right behind the tombstones. Want to see a nice tombstone for Belichick and the Pats after Sunday. Really want to see that. We'll have our next live podcast sometime in November. I got to talk to Jones about that, what we're going to do. But go check out the Brewing Company. You can buy my Oda Payne beer when you're there. You can buy the Mr. October beer with Reggie Jackson and all that when you're there. Check it out. Tell them Beningo sent you. See Mike Jones. See Andre. See, see TJ. See Herb, everybody, at the Hackensack Brewing Company. And, again, we'll let you know when we're doing our next podcast. And, of course, the Need a Discount Tire, uh, the aforementioned My Son Johnny. Getting ready for that game with the Raiders this week. Go see him. Go see Ari. They'll take care of you. Anything you need done with your car, you need tires, whatever it is, service, whatever, go see those guys, Johnny and Ari, at the Need a Discount Tire in uh, Rivervale, New Jersey, on Westwood Avenue, and tell them Beningo sent you. Okay, it is time for my NFL picks. It is week eight in the National Football League. I am red hot. I continue to just light it up. I went 4-1 and one last week. The only game I lost was the Patriot Bear game, and I was happy to lose it. I got to tell you that. Watching the Pats get the crap beat out of them at home and the fans, you know, all those spoiled freaking Patriot fans crying about their team, chanting for Bailey Zappi. I don't blame him. Zappi is, to me, Zappi's better than Mac Jones, but <clears throat> what do I know? Anyway, so I'm 20-13-2 and two on the year, 20 up, 13 down, two pushes, and here we go for week number eight. Now, a little interesting plays this week for me, all right? I'm starting out with a game in the NFC South, the terrible NFC South. I'm taking the Panthers, getting four at Atlanta against the Falcons. You know, the Panthers, now I won with them last week. Remember, they were 11-point underdogs against the Bucs, and they killed them. They killed them in Carolina, 21-3. And it seems that the that the Panthers now, after they've get, they got rid of Matt Rule, Okay, they got Steve Weeks is not a coach there. They got rid of they got rid of Matt Rule. They got rid of Robbie Anderson. They traded Christian McCaffrey. PJ Walker's the quarterback. It's not Baker Mayfield. It's not, it's not Sam Donald. And this team seems to have found a little something. They're actually two and zero in the division because they beat New Orleans earlier in the year and the win over Tampa. I love them in this game getting four against Atlanta. I mean, I think this is going to be a close game. I really do. And I could see the Panthers winning this game outright. Now I give the Falcons credit. They're sitting there at three and four. Uh, they had a nice win earlier a couple weeks ago against the Niners at home. 
They gave the Bucs the last game the Bucs won. They probably should have won it. That was the game where Grady Jarrett got that terrible roughing the passer call against Brady, and the Bucs were able to hold on and win that game 21-15. That's the last game they won. They lost three in a row since then. But I, I think the Panthers got a little something going. It's almost like addition by subtraction in Carolina. So give me the Panthers plus four, big division game for them as they try to go 3-0 and in the NFC South. Give me the Panthers plus four in Atlanta against the Falcons. That's game one. Game two, I just got a feeling about this. You know, I was talking to my guy, JJ. We did our picks last night on his podcast, and we had a great time at JJ's uh, golf outing yesterday, myself and my wife, Terry, at Silver Lake Golf Club in Staten Island. Uh, really a great day, beautiful weather. I had a great time. JJ uh, raised a lot of money and all that at the outing, so we want to thank him for the invite and all that went down there. But I just got a feeling about this game. I'm taking the Lions plus three and a half at home against Miami. I I, I just don't love the Dolphins. I don't. You know, they're sitting there at four and three. They won their first three. They lost three in a row. Two is back. Played last week against Pittsburgh. But they were fortunate to beat the Steelers. They really were. They beat them 16-10. There was at least four dropped interceptions in this game by Pittsburgh. And if not for a couple big penalties late, well, who knows, maybe the Steelers steal the game. Now, I know that the Pickett did throw a couple late interceptions in that game for Pittsburgh. And the Lions, look, I mean, we, we know the Lions aren't any good, okay? They lost last week to Dallas. They're sitting there at 1-5 and five on the year. Uh, you know, they have not played good football. Early in the year, they were scoring a lot of points against, against everybody, even though they weren't winning. And then they went up to Foxborough and got destroyed by the Pats. They shut them out 29 nothing, and, you know, really have not looked good at all. But I got a feeling about this game. I just don't think the Dolphins are that good. And I don't think two is that good. I really don't. I think this is a great spot. You're getting the Lions at home, three and a half. You're getting the hook as well, that extra half a point here. I think the, I think the Lions are winning this game outright. Uh, again, I just don't think the Dolphins, there's something, not, you know, there's something not great in Dolphin land. They're very banged up on defense. Uh, a lot of injuries there. Uh, Give me the Lions plus three and a half. I think the Lions are going to come back to scoring a lot of points in this football game, and I wouldn't be surprised if they win it outright. As I said, you're getting that extra half point. Give me the Lions plus three and a half at home against the Miami Dolphins. That's game two. Game three, I'm going to another crummy division. That's the AFC South, and I'm taking the Texans getting two and a half at home against the Tennessee Titans. Now, I know Tennessee's kind of right of the ship. They won three in a row. They got by the... The Colts last week beat them 19-10. I don't know. I think anybody's any good in this division. I mean, who's good? Tell me. Who? Uh, the Titans are okay. They're 4-2. and two. They don't exactly scare me. I'll tell you that. With Tannehill, a quarterback, yeah, Derrick Henry's there. Got a good coach in Vrabel and all that. But I like I like uh, Houston here. I think Houston's going to win the game outright. It's a two-and-a-half point spread, which is begging you to take the Titans. They're only laying two-and-a-half. But, you know, it's a division game. It's a division game on the road for Tennessee. I mean, I don't love Davis Mills, a quarterback, but remember, they did win earlier in the year against Jacksonville at home. They did tie the Colts earlier in the year at home at both division games. I, I like Houston here. I think they might win this game outright. You're getting two and a half. Well, it's like I said, it's almost like that sucker deal, if you will, where the bookies are begging you to take Tennessee. I'm going the other way. Give me the Texans plus two and a half at home against the Titans in a game I think that the Texans are going to win outright. Houston getting two and a half at home against Tennessee. That's game three. Game four, 
I'm going to the Sunday night game. I love Buffalo. I mean, I know it's a big number, 11 and a half against Green Bay, but let's be honest. The Packers stink. The Pat, haven't, haven't you figured that out yet? Huh? Was it the Giant game when you figured it out, when they blew that lead in London? Was it the Jet game in Green Bay when the, when the Jet just laid the wood to them and beat them 27-10, just really destroyed Aaron Rodgers and company? Was it last week when they lost to the lousy Washington Commanders and blew a lead in that game too? Haven't you figured out that they have nothing on this team? Yeah, they got a future Hall of Fame quarterback. He's got. They have no offensive skill players. They have a terrible offensive line. They have a mediocre defense. And oh, by the way, one of the most overrated coaches in football in Mike LaFleur. I think the Packers are, are an under 500 team, and I think the Bills coming off their bye are going to bury them. This is going to be similar to what Buffalo did early in the year to Pittsburgh. This game has like 35-10 written all over it and maybe more. So give me Buffalo laying the 11 and a half at home on Sunday night against the absolutely horrendous Green Bay Packers. That's game four. And game five, I'm going out to Minnesota. The Vikings sitting there at five and one. They got a three-game lead in the loss column over Green Bay in that division. They're going to walk away with the division. I don't think there's any question about it. They're sitting there at five and one. They're a three and a half point favorite at home against the Cardinals. I, I like Minnesota here. I, I, you know, I, I just don't love the Cardinals. I know they come off a win last week or uh, uh, last Thursday night against the Saints. They beat them 42 34. Got a couple pick sixes from Andy Dalton in that game and all of that. Uh, but I mean, you know, how good are the Cardinals? I mean, they're in another crummy division because they're sitting there right at uh, what's their record? Three and four is now what their record is, and they're only a game out of first place. Uh, behind the amazing Seattle Seahawks, who were in first place at four and three, right? But I don't, I don't love the Cardinals. They were lucky to beat the Raiders early in the year. That game in overtime. Um, I think Minnesota's beating them up here. I really do. I think the Vikings are clearly the class of the NFC North. I don't think they're any world beater. But you're only laying three and a half here. This game's going to be like you know maybe twenty-one ten Minnesota, something like that. So give me the Vikings laying three and a half at home against Arizona. Okay, so the Beningo picks. For week eight in the NFL, give me the Panthers plus four at Atlanta against the Falcons. Give me the Lions plus three and a half at home against the Dolphins. Give me the Texans plus two and a half at home against the Titans. Give me Buffalo laying 11 and a half at home against Green Bay on Sunday night to lay the wood to the crummy Packers. And give me the Vikings uh, laying three and a half at home against the Cardinals. The Joe Beningo NFL picks for week eight in the National Football League. Before we go, just wrap it up here a little bit with the uh, with the Giants. Giants who are just playing great football, 6-1 and one on the year. Terrific win last week as they held on to beat the Jaguars 23-17. Daniel Jones playing big-time football. Uh, Saquon Barkley back to being what he was his rookie year as he's completely healthy. The defense playing great. Dable's doing a great job. The whole deal, Wink Martindale. They got a tough spot this week as they go to Seattle to play the Seahawks. And... You know, I've been riding with the Giants. I won with them three weeks in a row, underdogs every time. I stayed away this week only because I just wondered. You got a little bit of the revenge factor here with Geno Smith and the Seahawks. Geno's playing great. Seattle's at 4-3. and three. They come off a nice road win last week in L.A. against the overrated Chargers. And Geno's completing about 75% of his passes. I mean, he's, he's really having a good year. Now, D.K. Metcalf is out, and that's obviously a big hit. Seattle in this football game and I would never go against the Giants with the way they're playing right now but I think I think it's gonna be a little tough spot Seattle's always a tough place to play 
And it looks like the Seahawks and Pete Carroll really look like they got a little something going here. So I think it's going to be a very interesting game for the Giants coming up Sunday. And we're lucky in New York. We're going to get to see both teams. The Jets playing at 1 o'clock on CBS. Like I said, I'll be there for that game with my great my great buddy Tommy Keenan and all the great Jet fans. We're pumped up for this one, all right? But you got the Jets' pats at 1 o'clock. And then I, I think it's a 425 game in Seattle with the Giants. So you get to see both games, both teams here in New York. But I think that's a pretty interesting game coming up. Giants a little banged up. Their tight ends out. A couple of guys on the offensive line are out, Evan Neal. So, uh, you know, we'll see. But uh, Giants are a three-point in, underdog in Seattle. Interesting game. And like I said, a little bit of a revenge game for Geno Smith. Remember, he's the guy that uh, uh, McAdoo, Ben McAdoo, started over Eli to end the streak that Eli had. Still can't figure that one out. So, uh, you know, might be a little bit of a... Uh, a revenge game, 425, my wife's confirming that on Fox uh, on Sunday for the Giant game. But still can't figure that one out, why they did that. But, you know, whatever. So maybe a little bit of a, a chip on his shoulder for Gino. I know he's got a big chip on his shoulder for the whole league, but certainly against the Giants. So we'll see. Giants, Seattle on Sunday should be an interesting game. Uh, like I said, I hesitate to go against the Giants with the way they're playing, but this is going to be a tough game uh, against the Seahawks on the road. All right. Uh, Beningo, the Yoda Payne podcast. I want to thank everybody for listening. Every All our sponsors, DraftKings, Anita Discount Tire, Hackensack Brewing Company uh, for s- supporting us like they have. I want everybody to have a great weekend. Enjoy all the football. Enjoy the World Series. Enjoy the college football. Rutgers in Minnesota this week. If you're into that, Rutgers coming off that win over Indiana last week. They're sitting there at four and three as they go to Minnesota to play the Gophers. So enjoy it all. And uh, we will talk to you on Monday, hopefully after a stellar jet beatdown of the New England Patriots. All the love.